0: So uh
1: Terran Tactical. When yeah. are we going, bro? Hey, listen, anytime I can get out to California, I need to, bro. Because honestly, I saw even Kevin Hart went out there and was shooting at Terran Tactical and it looked pretty awesome.
0: Uh I saw they have like all kinds of celebrities out there. Yeah. You never know when you can get sponsorship after this. So especially yeah. you, because you Um you're the one that's like all you know into guns and tactical training and whatnot yeah i try i try a little bit not, not too bad <laughs> all right uh hey ladies and gentlemen welcome to the third episode of joe's podcast i'm your host martin fontanilla today on the podcast i'm joined by a friend of mine that started out as the go-to barracks barber when we were <laughs> in army ocs one of his favorites um he likes is apple pie moonshine and shooting guns It's uh, Christopher Owens. Hey, everybody. And uh, Chris, could you tell me a little about yourself? Like, uh, you know, where you're from,
1: MOS degree, and uh, the school you attended? Yeah, uh, so uh, I'm originally from Delaware, uh, moved to Tennessee, Mm -hmm. uh, went to college at Bridgewater College in Virginia, played football for four years, uh, double major sociology and history, uh, focusing on criminal justice as well as uh, social work. Mm uh, I moved down to Tennessee, got a job, worked with Department of Children's Services for a little while, and then I actually got on working with the government um, as a police officer for the mm-hmm. federal government. So uh, it was, it's been pretty cool. Um, my MOS, I'm a quartermaster. Uh, be going to Fort Lee here soon for a bully, I assume, just like you are. Right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Do you have your uh, day already? No, don't have a date yet. I'm National Guards, so and we haven't got a date yet. So, But I know a lot of people mm-hmm. in Reserves who already got their dates. Gotcha.
0: But I know that, um, I, I mean, we were, like, on a grouping chat with our platoon. You were talking about how you were going to uh, different schools and how the National Guard wanted you to go through, you know, all this training and whatnot for the schoolhouse to get, a, you know, more candy, more patches all over. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Uh, yeah, so I went um, – I went down and did my PT test. I got my PT test sort of scored pretty high. So they ended up offering me to go to aerosol school with the, uh, the National Guard down in I think they do theirs in Alabama. So mm-hmm. it'll be a three-course beginning um, October 1st. What's up? It's coming up. Yeah, coming up soon, man. I'm waiting on a spot for uh, – I'd like to go to Ranger school, but we'll see if I can get the money for that. Mm-hmm. But, and do all that PUA cool
0: stuff. I yeah. saw, like um, – you know, when we were going through o- OCS and stuff, uh, even, I mean, you said you, yourself, you're not a, uh, your MOS isn't infantry, but you'd always, you know, go ahead and participate and with um, the whole ranger uh, creed ceremony thing that they got going on when we, whenever we had um, um food at the DFAC.
1: Yeah, yeah I, w- I would always do that because, I mean, you know, most of our, most of our boys are a lot of infantry guys anyway, so. They uh couldn't let them just out there suffer by themselves. Exactly, so. exactly. And um,
0: just like on the civilian side. So you're getting married soon to uh, Kelsey.
1: Yeah, bro. Um, yeah, we get married actually May twenty first next year, uh, twenty twenty two. Nice We're coming up. Weddings are expensive, man. Planning's going crazy, but uh-huh. we get it done. Um, I just switched jobs, got a new job. So I, I was uh, working. As a police officer. Now I'm in probation, parole. So okay. Just different moves. And Kelsey mm-hmm. actually you know, uh, with the VA, the Veterans Administration. She's a nurse. So mm-hmm. nice. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, you guys are like a, you know,
0: para couple and stuff. No, yeah, we're trying to get there. <laughs> um. So, are you guys like planning on staying in Tennessee, or?
1: Uh, we want to move around, man. Honestly, once my if I can move around a little bit with this contract, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're close to North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, so we're gonna move around a little bit. I'd like to go to Knoxville too, Knoxville or Nashville. Mm-hmm. What about you, man? What are you doing? What's, uh, what's the move for you? Um, <clears throat> well, right
0: now, I'm actually trying to just, you know, go through Bullock and stuff that's kind of, I wouldn't say it's holding me back from a lot of things, but it's just like, um, I mean, as you know, like, Army's needs um, always have to be met and whatnot, so it, someone has to step to plate and then I guess like other aspirations after that um, either complements or it's just kind of like secondary um, towards that. So um, when I do get back to um, Detroit after going to Bullock and Fort Lee, I'm planning on, you know, staying in Detroit for a while and trying to um, build and whatnot with um, Talia. She's actually uh, in the room right now and um, um, get my app up and running um eventually move out to either california or hawaii even though it's expensive and it's basically on fire over there right now <laughs> so uh, i'm kind of rethinking that i don't know
1: yeah it's definitely expensive but it sounds like a good move, man you got it all planned out so. Thanks, bro. appreciate it appreciate it Uh, let's see
0: so how is it like um, your experience with the National Guard so far? Um, do you, like, you know, meet your NCO counterpart or anything yet? Or
1: Yeah, so currently I have an NCO counterpart since uh, Sergeant First Class, uh, Haley. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good. My unit is actually deployed over in Kuwait right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually currently the acting, essentially the acting company commander. Uh, nice learned a lot of new things man signing for property doing a lot of inventory all that all that stuff you know so a lot of stuff I didn't think that I was going to have to take care of automatically as soon as I got there but I just ended up moving into that role only, you know me and another lieutenant that are there right yeah. now you know, running the show honestly trial by fire you know that's it man that's how it is most of the
0: time just finding it out through going through it you know yeah so we got um, like
1: hmm we still got a decent amount of people who are still back here in the rear detachment. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably close to like 80 or so, but so mm-hmm. we over most of that stuff. And so first class, I yeah, usually I let him pretty much do everything else. You know,
0: <laughs> Gotcha. So, you know, that kind of NCO and, you know, officer relationship, just working together to get the mission done. Yeah. And i um, just talking about, you know, preparations and, you know, whether being prepared or not prepared for taking a position. So um, how was your preparation when it came to, you know, um, starting out the basic training, OCS process? And even, you know, right now for Bullock, how was that all for you?
1: Uh, Yeah, so being a contractor, man, as a police officer, you know, I got a lot of tactical experience. I had all that stuff first. And honestly, it was really the guys I worked with um, that kind of motivated me to get into doing the military, honestly. You know, a lot Mm -hmm. of guys service guys we have a decent amount of National Guard guys too so just hearing their stories and just having that that, that brotherhood you know that tight bond that all you know most of the military guys do mm-hmm. it really was, drove me to join you know so my preparation I, I work out I work out daily seven days a week I don't miss a day mm-hmm. uh, yeah I make sure I take care of my body I eat right and everything like that so uh, I was really I was in great shape before I went into basic training. I actually went to basic training and got out of shape. <laughs> so mm-hmm. the uh, only thing I ever got better at, honestly, was running long distances. You know, it was, you know how it was running those 400, days. Exactly. And then they're like, you know, hey, go run a four mile or go run a five mile. Or just, it was is is is
0: like is. nothing after that, you know, after all that running
1: and training for that yeah so I mean I definitely I came back man I had to had to get in the gym pretty hard but Mm -hmm. the preparation man it was really just the same for me I I had the same mentality it kind of my civilian transition was easier to the military because I was used to that style of learning I was used to that style of tactics I was you know everything was kind of almost normal for me in that instance other than the fact of that like it was kind of I don't even know if this is one of your things or not but moving from civilian into the military Mm -hmm. it was from somebody to absolutely nobody, you know, oh, right. you're just, you end up being, you're nobody anymore, right, so mm-hmm. it was, you know, civilian world, I was somebody, I get to the basic training world, and then OCS, you're, you're just another number in the Army, essentially. Mm-hmm. And essentially, you know,
0: um, what comes with that is just, um, as many people know, they uh, kind of break you down to kind of build you up and kind of, uh, you know, implement different traits and whatnot that you need to learn especially for officers uh, to become like a better leader um, and uh, going back to I guess you know getting ready for OCS and your preparation stuff um, you said that you're um, I guess essentially ready for that stuff but were there any misconceptions or things that were verified when you were like going through training and whatnot
1: uh- misconceptions not really everything I heard uh, I pretty much got the truth before I went you know mm-hmm. I, I heard from guys firsthand yeah you know experiences and so I kind of I knew what I was getting into um whenever it came to OCS though I mean it was it was definitely different you know so mostly gentleman's course but I wasn't there was one thing I really wasn't prepared for is like all the the homework essentially right oh, so yeah. I was, it was like going back to college for me and I haven't been in college for three years you mm-hmm. know I'd already college of 2018, so uh, it was definitely, that was that was different for sure, because mm-hmm. we had to deal with a whole bunch of learning new things and all that stuff all the time, but we were constantly getting fed mm-hmm. every day, every day we were in classes, so I think that was a, that was one of those things, that was a big change. Mm-hmm.
0: Definitely a, a water hose of information, uh, especially throughout, you know, schoolhouse, and even when we go back to the schoolhouse uh, for bullet. Um, a little off topic was um, I guess your funniest smoke session. Uh, without I guess you know mentioning any any names or anything. Uh, I don't
1: think so. At OCS, we definitely didn't get, we never really got smoked. We never, mm-hmm. we never got smoked. But when I was at basic training, we got we got smoked the first time I was there. Um actually no it was like the first week you know that first week or whatever the first 72 hours mm-hmm. and they then just you know dig into as much as they can but um they had us they dropped the entire platoon and we're out there and it's raining it's pouring down rain we had this one drill sergeant and he's like making us do push-ups but he's doing it in an inspirational way and we're in the we're sitting in the rain and we're like wow this really sucks and he's really killing me i'm super tired but Like, this man is inspirational. I'm just going to keep going. You know what I mean? So that was, like, one of those times where it was funny, but it was kind of like you learned your lesson at the same time. So Mm -hmm. um, it was just just seemed – and we had one kid, man, (laughs) that kid, he ended up – he couldn't, like, hold himself up in a push-up position, you know? So they're, like, yelling at him, yelling at him, yelling at him. Finally, just finally, somebody ended up – they just ended up farting. (laughs) everybody just stopped. Everybody – everything just stopped. (laughs) literally people were bagging up laughing. It was so crazy. And we ended up getting smoked even more for for, (laughs) it. You know, it was funny. So, it is what it is.
0: Yeah, that's uh, something to definitely look forward to. I remember uh, I was actually uh, turning the corner, because you know how like in the barracks or whatever, um, basic training, there's like so many flights of stairs and whatnot. Um, I was turning the corner, People were getting smoke and then uh, i tried to quickly run back and the drill sergeant just poked their head out and they <laughs> said get down now and i was just on the stairs like banging them out so that's that's something to look forward to oh yeah man. for sure um before all of this what was the hardest part about
1: starting the whole process for you uh the hardest part really was uh getting getting the right answers, you know, mm-hmm. like understanding, understanding the full process, understanding what, you know, can you get loan repayment programs or is there bonuses or is there anything like that? So, you know, a lot of times, you got you got. I got lucky, but a lot of times recruiters that you talk to, they don't tell kids, you know, everything that they really need to know. They mm-hmm. just make it like it's one big easy thing and you're going to get absolutely everything. That's not, the, that's not the case. I got lucky with a good recruiter, pretty solid guy. Um, and it was straightforward with me pretty much for the whole thing, but I guess it really was just making sure that, you know, I had all of my stuff in line, you know, that I was going to get my student loan repayment programs and making sure I filled out all that going through with, uh, like, education borrowers and stuff like that, filling out that paperwork. So that's probably – that's probably the hardest part about it. Um, COVID kind of backed everything up a little bit, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, start dates and stuff like that. Um, I signed – in December, twenty December twenty seventh of twenty nineteen, yes. And then I didn't go to I didn't go to basic until August. Yeah, I was supposed to be going in March, but I, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even hit Fort Jackson until August. So
0: it'd be like that.
1: Yeah, so that was that was that was pretty hard for just waiting all the time, you know. Kind mm-hmm.
0: of just you know sitting around and I think that's like you know most people um I guess that's what uh, happened for most people especially uh, during COVID and whatnot and something that you kind of have to face and you know get prepared for as well because you never know when you get pushed back or you, you know you could be leaving within three months and that's just kind of like the thing um that comes with being in the military especially with uh, deployments and whatnot uh are there um any places that, I guess, per se, that you would, would or wouldn't want to be deployed? I know you don't really have a choice, but,
1: you know. uh, Honestly, really not. I mean, obviously, you don't want to be, you know, in the most dangerous areas of the world, but I'm one of those type of people, i like to be in the mix. You know, if, I, if you are going to send me somewhere, might as well send me to the mix. That way, you know, I, I feel like I can handle those situations pretty well. And- mm-hmm. You know, hopefully I can get everybody back safe, but I don't think there's anywhere I wouldn't I wouldn't want to go. Honestly, I've heard some guys get some pretty cool deployments, like Poland and Australia. Just really, just getting to see the world. Honestly, so that going to those places, places like that, that would be pretty cool.
0: Mm. It really would. I, I wouldn't mind going, you know, to Europe or Asia. <laughs> yeah. Um, not Asia either. So, uh, just talking about you know those stressful situations and what uh, and whatnot. How do you find yourself, I guess, relaxing through um, some of those processes and, you know, training what, whatnot? Uh,
1: that's what. <clears throat> whenever, you, whenever I'm training, it's literally just making sure that I have like, you know, two different mindsets. Honestly, you know, there's like civilian world and then there's tactical world. And so when you just turn that on all the time. Uh, it's pretty easy for me to just flip the switch and get back to it. You know, i go work out, you know, that's my, my big stress reliever is working out Find you know, refound yourself or going for a run or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and making sure that I can stay calm and testing my brain and, you know, give my family a call or whatever I can do to make sure that I, I stay grounded all the time. And not just kind of lose yourself in your work. And mm-hmm. it
0: really helps out, you know, just getting everything in moderation and whatnot. And you kind of got to, Sometimes uh, take a step back because, as you know, like, uh, well, OCS is, uh, and I think, you know, a whole bunch of uh, military, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, for the viewers who are listening or out there, but um, is mostly when you think about it, peer peer led. And a lot of OCS, um, you know, you just get a lot of different. perspectives and different people of conflicting uh, thoughts on how things should be handled. And uh how did you go about, you know, uh dealing with that or what what's your advice for that?
1: The way I deal with the managers like my personality type, you know, I, I lead with I'll try to leave with presence. That's my thing. You know, mm-hmm. that was just me. I live try to leave with presence. But I also try to leave people alone. You know, if I if I you know ask my at that time, my subordinates to do something, I trust you guys to go get it done. Mm-hmm. You know that way I'm not you know, I'm I'm physically there, but I'm not overshadowing. You know what I mean? Don't don't be that leader who's always, always on top of somebody or always trying to, you know, be the one that's always doing everything. Like you have subordinates for a reason, trust your guys. Uh, that's one thing I'm learning here, especially, you know, being able to work with other people and trust my guys and doing inventories and things like that. Making sure, you know, they're getting stuff done, paperwork's out, but I trust them to get it done. You know, they don't get it done, it falls back on me. But that's that work relationship you gotta have. So don't be overbearing as a leader, man. Make sure you, you know, take care of your guys, take care of your platoon, whether you're PO or company commander, take care of everybody you can. But you just, you know, you learn that to balance that that system. You know, mm-hmm. you know um, just importance of uh,
0: delegating and not uh, micromanaging and whatnot. Um, or was there ever any time yet in your military career or? You know in civilian career where you kind of had to step up on I guess soapbox uh, figuratively or hypothetically and you know try to promote camaraderie or tell people you know let's let's get this done
1: or whatever uh yeah so um, like I said the first ACFT I came back and one of the NCOs who was supposed to be in charge of it had been to a course, you know, for the ACFT and, you know, Army Fitness. I think they do it down there at Fort Jackson, I'm pretty sure. But they have been to the course and they were supposed to be setting everything up. Well, he didn't really know what he was doing. So I kind of had to step in at that moment in time and break everything down. You know, we've got 80 people out here that we've got to get, you know, through this ACFT and everything. So, you know, one day was one day was teaching, next day you actually took the test. So, that was that was one time I really I did have to step in, um uh, kinda I made sure he was still a part of it, right? Mm-mm. Not belittling him whatsoever, you know, exactly. making sure he was doing what he can, but just pushing him along the right routes, you know, making sure if things are getting done the right way, the exercises are getting done the right way and performed. Uh and I've done the same thing at work too, you know, uh in the civilian world. I've actually had I got brought into meetings. Um most of the people I worked with are like they were all high ranking, um, army officers or Navy officers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got brought into a meeting just to learn new techniques, new leadership techniques, of what's going on in the army, um, because they wanted to know, you know, big things about, you know, delegating, you know, to your subordinates, but also leading with presence and empathy and, and character, uh, all those big things like that. So mm-hmm. not, you know, what I had to say was actually valued and was, it was taken in. So and it's actually being implemented into their their new rules right now and some new training for, leadership and management roles over there. Nice.
0: You're really, you know, making change and improving um, wherever you go. Um, Going back to, I guess, you know, being surrounded um, around military people and leaders and whatnot, uh, were there, I guess, any like sayings or, uh, I don't know, motivational speakers or anyone um, that was kind of like a role model for you that you looked up to and that you kind of started, you know, emulating um, in the leadership aspect.
1: Yeah, one of my, one of my biggest mentors, honestly, is uh, a guy named Greer. He was in the Navy. Mm-hmm. I uh, but he's, you know, he was, he was one of those guys that kind of really took me in when I first got there. When I came, I came literally from the Department of Children's Services, uh, mm-hmm. working with them and went straight into a world I really didn't know much about. I just knew I wanted to get into it. I didn't know much about it. He saw the skills in me. He saw the skill set. He saw that I was athletic. Um, you know, never gave in. I tried to finish at the top of my class all the time. Um, and so, he kind of took me in. But that was the one guy that was just, he's always been my role model, my mentor. Um, really good guy. He's big team guy, you know, and I can't, I played team sports in college, you know, college football players. So I've always been a big team guy. Um, but it's just that the mentality that he brings, um, taking care of his guys, always looking out for him no matter what. Mm-hmm. making sure he can do whatever he can in order to help in order to help the team. So that was one of those things he he's always pushed on me and made sure that I wasn't gonna end up like, you know, a lot of the a lot of the people I do work with, they're they career guys, you know, they're career guys, but it wasn't like that. It's not it's not all about the career, it's not all about getting to the next the next level or making that next rank. It's it's not always about that. It's about getting your guys home and and everybody be safe, you know, bring them back alive. And so whatever I can do to make sure that I'm the most squared away person that can do that job, that's what I'm going to do. And that's what he's always taught me.
0: Mm-hmm. Always, um, you know, trying to set the example and trying to do what's best for everyone. That's really important as a, as a leader. Um, just, uh, I guess, a little off topic. Uh, what was your favorite part or in Your
1: military career so far, favorite part of my military career, mm-hmm. honestly. Oh, bro, that and I should have talked about this whenever we were <laughs> talking about the smoking, but uh, <laughs> my favorite was literally, uh, you know, one of the guys was in the front of the formation, he was just he was gone, toasted, right? Toasted. Mm-hmm. Our sergeant calls us all out, everybody rose their hand. We were literally we were out there in the field, you know, low crawling at you know twelve o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I thought that was living, that was like one of the best moments for me, honestly, because like you knew who was down with you at that moment in time, like mm-hmm. you knew you had you, you knew who was down with you. So, and I, it it was it was all the real ones. All the real ones were there for sure. <laughs> for and I sure. respected I respected, bro. That was like that was one of the things I was like, hey, if you real, you' finna be out here right now. Uh-huh. You know, that's what you gotta be. It is what it is, you know. But mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you. That's a. <laughs> that was definitely a, a character building moment, and also just you know, no, you, arguably like a com- camaraderie building moment. Where that, that I feel uh, that I don't know uh, how you feel or the rest of uh Jim, but I feel like it brought us a little closer together and whatnot.
1: Yeah, yeah, it did for sure. But like. <laughs> It was, you know, of fall had us like that was a thing. You know, mm. Back all the time, all the time. That's a great leader. That's a great leader. He's always looking out for his guys. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly.
1: But yeah, that was a great moment for us. I think. Honestly.
0: It was a good, uh, good camaraderie building moment, but uh, yeah. not, not a, not a good moment overall, though. Yeah, personal, <laughs> achie-
1: like personal achievement, uh. Something really good, I guess. One of my best memories is, uh, I graduated top of my class in basic training. I got the soldier really? leader of the cycle award, um, so that was pretty cool, you know, getting getting some challenge coins and a certificate from uh, this uh, general at Fort Jackson. Nice,
0: so, nice, bro. So you went up for like a, a bunch of those, you know, boards and whatnot when you were there as well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had to do all the boards and stuff like that too. So. Mm-hmm. Not like that at all. But yeah. honestly, I can walk into any interview right now and just kill it because I feel like I'm not really talking to anybody that special because i you know, did it in front of command sergeant majors and, and in a general.
0: How was uh that's on that topic? How was your um officer board? Like um you go through like userick or and whatnot?
1: My officer board? Mm-hmm. I didn't do one. Really? I didn't have to do one. No. Huh. Yeah. I guess that's just like a... These might be different, bro. I don't know, but... Yeah. You have to do one.
0: Interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's just for uh, federal, military or whatever, but because I heard, like, through a, um, a lot of National Guard, I just um, interviewed uh, Lena, and that's kind of like the same case for her as well, so yeah. that's very interesting.
1: Yeah. I think I talked to a guy on the phone for about 15 minutes, and asked me some questions and it was kind of like more of more of like a background thing honestly mm-hmm. and that was it but I already had a, a, you know clearances so mm-hmm. it really I don't know
0: gotcha really I guess was uh, expedited for you and whatnot the whole process maybe uh let's see <clears throat> everyday carry and necessities do you have
1: like, for you. Uh, so, I, I take my book bag with me all the time. I mm-hmm. always got my National Guard book bag. I always carry. Uh, I'm always actually carrying. Um mm-hmm. In Tennessee, we're, it's just when we're one of those states, you know, so. Uh, carry 9 mil SD9, Viper. Uh, that's my carry. Um, but I've always got probably, I've always got medical equipment, typically. Really? Uh, yeah. Like so an IFAC type of thing? Yeah, essentially IFAC. Um, it's always in my kit. I do have a kit in my car, weights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but make sure I have a tourniquet and stop the bleed certified. So I always got a tourniquet. Um, always have to have a knife on me for sure. Mm-hmm. Just, you do know, need to cut something or, you know, fix something with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside of that, I don't really need too much because a little bit of water. Yeah. Some, um, that's about it, bro. I feel it.
0: You got a, is it like a knife knife or is it like a multi-tool thing? Uh, so I have a multi-tool. I have a multi-tool. Okay. Also I have a knife knife. So. You, you got any recommendations for multi-tool or
1: uh, knives? I just go, dude, go with Gerber. You can never go wrong with Gerber. Mm-hmm. Never go wrong with Gerber. So always, always have a Gerber. It's one of the most, it might save your life one day, honestly. To be mm-hmm. out I know some guys that literally have their trunks full right now with like survival gear all the time. Really? 550 cord, a uh, axe, you know, multiple guns. I mean, they just got, they've got everything, matches, just any, uh, anything and everything you can think of, like all the time.
0: 100 mile per hour tape. Yeah,
1: you know, 100 mile per hour tape. Energy, <sighs> like those, those nice That's too. crazy. Yeah, it was pretty wild.
0: I mean, you can never be too safe or prepared, you know, because anything could happen. So
1: yep.
0: uh, just a side tangent to that. 300 blackout or 5.56? Five, five,
1: uh, depends, am I shooting in my house or where am I shooting at and what am I shooting at?
0: It's a load in question. Uh, just just for, uh, I guess, every everyday carry or, you know, just in a – Out, home invader
1: home invader Where? i want 300 blackout
0: okay
1: 300 blackouts the way to go five five six eh. um there's a lot of plates out there now you know somebody's coming they're robbing a bank or something you know mm-hmm. there's some soft armor out there that i can wear underneath this t-shirt and you never know i was wearing i had armor on so just shooting a regular nine mil mm-hmm. all day and a lot of people do have training scars most of the time because they're trained to shoot like the chest, right? Mm-hmm. So but that's where my place sits at. You know, shots need to be hearing up mm-hmm. really quickly. But you know, there's a there's technology out there today is crazy, bro. I mean super crazy. But you ain't stopping with the one in black Ops. So. Mm-hmm. So,
0: it definitely is. I mean, like, um, it's a little off topic, but I was watching John Wick the other day. I don't know if you like you're a fan of the series. <laughs> and like I was looking up uh I was curious because they had, you know, the whole bulletproof suits and everything and i'm like is that real and then i looked it up and it actually is a real thing like but i'm not sure like how effective it is but you know you probably have to drop like a
1: huge penny for that type of stuff though oh yeah no i mean so they're the the kevlar out there is crazy nowadays you know -hmm. but yeah there's some stuff out there man and for a suit like that it's probably probably nine mil if Mm -hmm. you shot a five five six you're you know, it's, it's going through most likely um, just because the velocity of the bullet is traveling so much, so much faster. You know, I, I've done some, we've done some research and, you know, you can get FPS somewhere around for with a 9 mil, around like 1300-ish. Mm-hmm. But 556, five, you're sitting somewhere around, you know, 3500 to 38,000. So, mm-hmm. 38,000, 30, but yeah, so that's, that's the velocity of the bullet. So, it, it at least triples almost essentially. Makes mm-hmm. me...
0: It's cool that you know all this stuff, bro. And um, it's kind of like a tangent to that, or I don't know, like a non sequitur. I don't know if that's the right term, but um, <clears throat> so that type of stuff that you do know, I feel, or correct me if I'm wrong again, but that really prepared you for you know this whole training and process uh, for the army and
1: whatnot. Oh, uh, so in in More a way. More or less. Yeah, in a way it did. Um, mm-hmm. My training doesn't. My training, me personally, I, I don't think it has as much of a um, relevance most of the time, um, just because you know maybe if I was in Ranger Battalion where I'm clearing houses a lot, right, or mm-hmm. you know, breaking, getting into buildings and stuff like that, doing that type of stuff, not in an open field setting, but more <laughs> urban, like urban, urban tactics. Yeah, if we're doing urban tactics, um, that would be the best thing for me but mm-hmm. when we got to the open field man it was very different on how you know platoons move how squads move all that mm-hmm. stuff all that stuff I did had to learn now if anything small teams type stuff I know but when it comes to those types of movements I don't think I was as prepared for them uh just you know weapon manipulation yes uh, it helped me out a lot uh, I actually taught most of the people in my basic training how to shoot <laughs> Really? yeah you only got so many drill sergeants you know and everybody got hit by COVID so yeah uh, when the drill sergeants came up, he's like, Oh, to you seem to you know what you're doing." I was like, "Yeah." So you know, he talked. We talked for a little bit. Told him, you know, some stuff, and he was like, "From now on, when we go out to shoot, like, you're going to teach everybody how to shoot." So mm-hmm. uh, we ended up winning. <laughs> What's up? some shoot. So I don't know. I saw. I saw. Like I was
0: uh... a. What, what company were we in Bravo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you guys were like winning everything. We were in. <laughs> I was in uh, Charlie Rock, and we were just, like, silent. So... (laughs) It it was just funny to me, but I feel like at at that time, like, most people were also tired by by the end of the forge and whatnot and just wanted to get back to the barracks and sleep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, That was... More or less. Let's see. I had a thought in my head, and I just... Went blank, but um, besides military, do you have goals out, outside near the civilian sector? Yeah, I know man. you were um, sorry, I know Wait. you were um. I just remember the thought. you were going to or you plan on opening up your own gym as well.
1: Yeah, so um, yeah, I've been thinking about that, man. I, so I finished up. I've got my um ISSA certification. Um. Uh, so for personal training, working on nutrition and strength and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I de- definitely do want to get a gym open. I would really like that. You know, um, focus on training either high school athletes going to college mm-hmm. or college athletes trying to get to the pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, so which is a niche, especially in my area. There's there's a decent amount of kids around here that do go to Division one schools or maybe, really, yeah. Uh, so there's some pretty good athletes around here. Um, but also, I'd like to get to the DEA. That's my end goal. Mm-hmm. DEA or FBI. Um, that's always been a goal for me since I was a child. My mom is uh, she works in law enforcement too, so that was a that was a big push for me. Honestly, mm-hmm. I feel it. It's uh, it's really ambitious, and you know,
0: praying for you, hope that you'll get there soon, bro. Yeah, thanks, bro.
1: You still got the so you still got your business, right? So you got us all that you're you're hiring right now. Yeah, so I'm I'm no hiring if anybody's looking for a job. Me, for
0: yeah, bro. Just just let me know. I'm um, looking for technical co-founders or I guess people who are tech savvy, you know, computer science and whatnot. Cause I mean, I have um <clears throat> been trying to uh kind of do it on my own and there are non coding websites where I can basically just copy and paste and put the app together together and whatnot and actually launch it. But I just, it would help, you know, getting some insight from different people. And I've, you know, kind of reached out to people and see uh, what they want to see in the app and whatnot. And I've actually like recently looked and it's kind of similar to Airbnb experiences. I don't know if you use that before, but mine's, it's trying to make it a little better, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, besides that, um, goal this podcast for sure see where it goes i just kind of came up with it on the fly to be honest you know just why not because there aren't a lot of um that i've seen that were pretty recent um, officer readiness or prep videos for those who are going through um you know ocs and whatnot and even or different like branches whatnot for like academies OTS and I feel like more people that I do get on here on the show would help out those um you know future generations who are aiming to make a career for themselves
1: in the military like us yeah man that's when I saw you when I saw you bring up this podcast man I thought I was like that's a, that's a really great idea it's something of course with for sure <laughs> thanks man I mean
0: not trying to like bag on me or anything, but I wasn't the brightest person at OCS. But like, I got creative thoughts though. In- yeah. Yeah, you know, outside.
1: you creative. You creative. <laughs> you might not have been worth the hell studying, but you creative for sure. Thanks, bro. Yeah, oh, but be- besides, <laughs> it's all
0: good. Uh, besides that, um, also you know, taking up a little, cause I'm Filipino. I'm taking up. Filipino martial arts just to kind of like get back into my tradition. And then also I've always, you know, had, I don't think like the word's inkling, but an interest in martial arts in general. I um, Have you done any martial arts in the past? Because I know you do, you know, tactical training and whatnot. Yeah, I did. I've
1: done some, uh, did a lot of jujitsu before I left um, to go mm-hmm. to race. I, I haven't really gotten back into it since, I, since I've been back here. A uh, bit of karate, my girl hmm Jiu-Jitsu, so, um, and then I grew up boxing, you know, so boxing all the time. So mm-hmm. I was, I, I did like fighting, um, uh, but yeah, no, that's I think that's pretty cool, you know, for you to do, man, for sure. It's I think it's one of those things that people really need to learn how to fight. This this world is crazy, you mm-hmm. know, crazy right now. So you never you know. know. You never know. You can walk up to a you know a smaller built dude like you, and get, your, <laughs> get your butt kicked in the bar. You never right know bro. <laughs>
0: Do you you have like a, I don't know, like a martial artist kind of figure or someone that you look up to kind of?
1: Or when you were doing football, like a football player? Oh, football player look up to? Yeah, so I had two of my favorite football players. Well, I had like three. My top three, DeMarcus Ware, he played defensive end for the Cowboys and Denver Broncos. Mm -hmm. JJ Watt played defensive end for Houston. And then Tony Gonzalez, the tight end, famous tight end from the Atlanta Falcons and the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So they were my favorite players. I tried to emulate my game after uh, DeMarcus Ware in college, but, you know, a couple of ACL tears and wasn't the same anymore. But, yeah, that was, mm-hmm. was models, man.
0: Things happen for a reason, you know. I mean, you're here now. You got your life going on for you. You got a, you know, registered nurse and, your gym soon and other stuff going on bro yeah man you're right you're right about that uh let's see favorite and least favorite MRE
1: favorite and least favorite what MRE MRE oh MRE's favorite I'm I'll be honest it's probably the tune honestly really? tune. Mm-hmm. Like I heard it, heard it slaps it had the most amount of protein mm-hmm. uh, and they have, had all the best snacks in there. You get, like, the marble cake in there. Oh, yeah. marble cake. Yo, you used to stay with the snacks all the time, bro. Honestly, bro. Yo, you and Courtney always had the snacks. That was, that was the thing. Always had the snacks.
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to have him on. And you guys would, like, talk about, um, you know, different techniques or whatever on how to, like, eat snacks or, you know, the, the sugar coffee
1: dip thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you talk yeah. about that? The Ranger the Ranger did, bro? uh uh-huh. The Ranger dip, yeah. I, uh so we take the napkins out of the MREs. We put the pack of coffee in there. What was it? What was the name of the coffee? It was uh
0: Bills Brew's, I think. Bills brew, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Carney is like, I'll do anything. Anything. <laughs> <for
1: it." laughs> what do you What's that mouth do for that Bills bro? <laughs> It's
0: me behind the, the patrol base Okay. <laughs>
1: He's All love for you, Richie. All love for you. Oh man, oh, <laughs> oh much respect to that man. He's him and Kevin uh, they
0: should be almost
1: uh, know like, with
0: eyeballs, no. yeah.
1: Yeah, doing I, yeah. Oh doubty. But yeah, man, well, that man's the we take the the Bills brew, put it in mm-hmm. a with a little bit of sugar and you wrap it like a pouch and you stick it in and so you know, you, you get your caffeine and it was it was kind of sweet to a little bit of sugar. But yeah, I actually, I actually, that's one of those tricks I learned at COVID camp, man. It's like, really? Yeah, it but he kept me up at night. So even though we're sitting there freezing cold in those sleeping bags with wild hogs.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh, it's one of the best parts about uh you know doing land out in OCS. Just beware. Okay. Um, all right. What does good? bad and bad slash uh, toxic leadership look like to
1: you uh, toxic leadership man is literally it people say it doesn't exist but it does um toxic leadership I think comes from people who are <laughs> who are really careers you know they don't they don't look out for their guys um, they're always trying to get their guys in trouble they're always trying to do something to get to the next step you know they're they're somebody else's subordinate, so they're they're trying to essentially kiss ass, you know, um, and so they don't really get what they really need to get done. They don't make that bond with their guys. They don't they don't come out to PT in the morning. They don't come out and just and learn how to embrace the suck with their guys, and they don't gain any respect from them. Um, so if you don't develop that that bond, but make sure you set you set that line. You gotta set that line, but you have to develop that bond. And make sure your guys know if they need anything, they can come to you. If they have family issues, they can come to you. Um, you know, if they've got um, financial issues, they can say, "Hey, I need help with this." And so you can help them get the resources they need. Um, but and, and making sure you you work well with others. Um, don't don't think you're above anybody else. And that's toxic leadership. You know, it's, it's chaotic. A lot of times, chaotic. It's not playing very well. Um, Rules where people don't want to be there. People asking for transfers and stuff like that. But man, good and good leadership is just, just the opposite of all that. Man, good leadership is working well with your subordinates, uh, trusting your peers. Um, make sure you accomplish the mission. A lot of times, uh, just developing those relationships, being being empathetic and, and having that that personal relationship with people. Uh, I think at OCS, uh, Captain Henry kind of did a, did a great job, and Captain Fall did a great job of being showing us what good leadership is you know they, they always worked well with their peers even if they didn't agree with what first on had to say um you know they they still made sure they they were heard but also did things how they wanted to do them too um but made the made the adjustments and they always took care of us made sure we were good um i know if people have personal issues going on uh captain fall was always there uh captain hamrick you know he was one of those people that really reached out to people a lot of times. You can go and have a conversation with him um, anytime. And he was all the time fighting for us for for new stuff. at was, yes, you know, trying to get me time in the in the weight room out there, mm-hmm. trying to make sure we had stuff for um, uh, the, the events, you know, I always scheduling the events, working with Baker all the time, you know. Basketball. Yep, make sure we had a graduation. He made sure we were literally the first graduation. That hit the White House desk, you know, which is crazy to us. Yeah. It even got to that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but it hit the White House desk and it was because he pushed it man. He, he pushed it and kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing he stayed on people and that's good leadership mm-hmm. uh,
0: definitely uh, a <clears throat> shout out to you know the whole every cadre and off company 311 um, and
1: who is our battalion commander oh uh, Lieutenant Cole hosted
0: to him Thanks. too
1: <laughs> Listen, this is why we ended up failing the inspection because you <laughs>
0: not- <laughs> and my room passed. Me and Ragui. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy, that right, I, I, sure. I, failed,
1: I failed for dust on the top of the ceiling. So any OCs, if you're going to OCS, make sure you clean the top part of the windowsill that nobody's ever going to touch because nobody climbs on top of your bed except for a crazy ass captain that works in battalion. Okay. Um, or another captain that we know of, but I can't say his name. It's like Voldemort. I don't even know <laughs> to say. It.
0: Uh, yeah, that's uh, it's also, you know, another tip that fellow OCs or potential OCs out there, they'll, they'll search anything and yeah. everything.
1: Yeah. Oh ask, ask, oh, ask Fanta about everything that got searched for him.
0: Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, do you have any other tips or advice besides you know keeping everything super clean and you know studying up and the whole leadership thing?
1: Uh, yeah, man, just be patient. Um, land nav's not that hard, it's mm-hmm. not hard at all. Just um,
0: you just got to run around everywhere.
1: That, that, that was my technique. I don't know about you, but yeah, no, that's what I did, dude. I finished an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> I finished an hour and a half. I was not. I was like, man, I'm just gonna run all of this. It's totally corny. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: whatever, man. But yeah, um, in the history test, honestly, the history test is really the hardest part. But make sure, I, make sure you ask questions because, you know, mm-hmm. I I literally was doing inventory, and we had an inventory class, right? You remember the inventory class we had? Yeah. And then we did that inventory class, and they were showing they she to this whole entire big spiel powerpoint desktop powerpoint mm-hmm. and we didn't really get anything out of it so ocs make sure you definitely definitely ask questions i had to call captain for all was like yo what am i supposed <laughs> to do here because i have no idea what i'm doing right now and he walked he literally walked me through it he was up, he, up, he was up visiting his parents in mm-hmm. uh, UK, but jersey mm-hmm. in jersey he was uh But yeah, he had to walk me through the entire thing because I I didn't really know. We just did enough to pass the test. So Mm -hmm. make sure sure you ask questions. It's not that hard. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it's really important. And even, you know, getting help from those who are are also going to be in your platoon as well. Don't be afraid to, like, reach out. Because at the end of the day, like, you guys can only rely on each other. And, you know, your biggest failure, biggest success is on you guys, So.
1: Also, don't uh, <clears throat> half-right face your platoon and drop him.
0: <laughs> That was fun. Yeah, it was, it was. fun. It was a good time. Uh, do you have any um, book or film recommendations?
1: I don't know, man. I've been watching. I watched a couple series here lately. Um, I'm not a big book guy. Mm-hmm. I don't read. I really don't read. I probably shouldn't read, but I don't read. No worries. Only time I read man, is if I have to. Like I literally have to for work. It's like laws and rules and regulations. Honestly, that's literally all the only time I read. I still don't understand half the stuff. I've come, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Manifest off Netflix. Did you ever seen that Manifest? I think I
0: saw it, like the the power of manifesting and whatnot can you explain more about that?
1: Uh, manifest? It's like, uh, yeah, power manifesting, I guess. They, they were on a flight, and uh, essentially they crashed, but they really didn't crash. They just – their flight landed. They got hit some turbulence. Their flight landed five years in the future. Everybody thought they were dead. Mm-hmm. So I'll let everybody else figure it out for themselves after that. But, yeah, it's definitely some super power weird stuff going on in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch – there's one about oh, – man. It's, a, it's on Netflix too. It's, it's a presidential show. Um, House of Cards? Yeah, not House of Cards. Hmm. I have to, I'll, have, I'll have to tell you. I'll have to get the name of it. But mm-hmm. anyway, it's a uh, terrible incident happens. This one guy, He's. Uh, it's, it's called The um, Not Lone Survivor, which is also a good movie, Love Lone Survivor. Mm-hmm. Uh, designated. Designated survivor, that's what it's called, the designated survivor. So apparently when they have these big meetings at the Capitol building, there's one person that's always the designated survivor. They don't go to this meeting. They're, they're the one person in the government that doesn't go to this meeting, and that's who's going to be left in charge if something was to happen. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's what happened in this movie. So this guy, gets he ends up being president, you know, a low-level, very low-level cabinet member, I guess. But that mm-hmm. one's pretty is pretty awesome and gets – pretty crazy um yeah i don't don't really a lot of watch a lot of movies what's your favorite movie actually
0: yeah that's a hard one put me on the spot um military movie i don't know i guess arguably like sicario um kind of deals with you know a bunch of those triple letter agencies and whatnot and yeah. what goes on between borders and stuff um regular film i don't know really you know man i listen to like a lot of uh motivational speeches and stuff though like uh les brown i don't know if you uh, ever heard of him but he's like a type of guy who kind of started from uh rags to riches and i just kind of like you know respect those type of people who really started with nothing and just kind of went against the odds and just got to success through, you know, all the adversity and whatnot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I probably need to listen to a few more inspirational speeches, speeches like that, but Ray Lewis, you know, Ray Lewis. Lewis. He's a good one. Yeah, definitely. It goes to get you fired
0: up. Exactly. Fired up listening to Ray Lewis. I listen to him uh, when I work out and Eric Thomas, Mm -hmm. uh, Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, was there any menial tasks that you had to do uh, within the military, and how did it go? For example, area beautification.
1: Oh, yeah, area beautification. Uh, it was probably there was one night where I guess it's probably it's really not. I guess it is a task, but some uh, one guy lost his firing pin. Oh no. It was like nine o'clock at night, and everybody's outside literally digging through the sand at Jackson trying to find the damn firing pin. So, did you guys find it? No, they never found it. <laughs> oh. They knew they were going to find it. They knew they were going to find it. Uh-huh. He, had actually, he had actually gone to the range that day. Went to the range, went to fire the gun, and did fire. Like, of they did. They did. both didn't go for nothing. There's nothing happening. <laughs> damn. The world, they finally take it apart and it was going. Fire moves up.
0: Yeah, that's a uh, that's another thing for those who are listening that you need to keep track of everything that um, you're issued, uh, whether it be you know a simple compass, your nods, which is you know your night vision, um, everything in your M4, because you can lose that. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, make I'm, sure- I'm- <laughs> All your mouths, though. <laughs> I have lost I have lost a bunch of stuff not not gonna lie but uh I don't
1: know if that makes me look like a shitbag or not but <laughs> I'm just Come
0: on. I got helped out though
1: yeah you did get helped out yo we did <laughs> ah, I forgot that oh my gosh I can't ah, bro I, forgot. I thought
0: that stuff was tied down bro bro you the only person didn't come back with me. I don't know what happened. I made it out. That that's uh that's also another reason why you gotta make friends. Yeah, when you go
1: going to training, cause make they got your
0: back trust, for sure.
1: Yeah, make friends and trust the uh the prior enlisted. Exactly. Yeah, I, one guy you can trust is prior enlisted, cause he knows how to get around it all. Exactly.
0: <laughs> He's been through it. He's been and he, he doesn't want you to go through it or she.
1: Oh, no, uh, no. Scooty Ragooty.
0: <laughs> Shout out. You know, I was actually supposed to have him, but, like, he's just been uh, – like, for their first episode, but he's just been busy, I guess. Oh, yeah? And, uh, um, Are you planning on putting in, like, you know, 20, 30 years? We'll
1: see how this uh, – we'll see how this first contract goes, man, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I get a deployment under my belt. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought about putting in 20. Well, I guess National Guard, I would have to put in 30 prime, but Why is that? Uh, just so you can have, it equivalates to the active duty time. Typically. Oh, yeah. If you don't have enough points, like the amount of points for um, active duty time for getting deployed or mm-hmm. wherever, going to trainings and stuff like that, if you don't have the amount of points, you you have to typically get more years.
0: Can you kind of, uh, for those who are in- Um, you know in the military right now or listening can you kind of elaborate on the point system and how Um, it like differs from active duty
1: so active duty your active time, you can you can retire after 20 years active duty straight time Mm -hmm. Um, people who are in the reserves or ever into the reserves or national guard there's a point system that you get and it literally it's just a collection of you know, a year equivalents to so many points, like, or, or you know, nine-month deployment on active duty equivalents to so many points for a National Guard. I'm not sure exactly what the breakdown is. I uh, just know that that's how it kind of works. Uh, my major right now, um, Major Anderson, he um, I think he's he's somewhere around like 25 years, um, still kind of waiting to retire, but he's an artillery officer. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what they told me. Uh, that's how the system works. So I end up having to put more time in in order to equivalent to the active duty time 20 years.
0: Mm-hmm. Did you ever uh, think about going active or anything?
1: Yeah, I've thought about it. Um, I've thought about it. Definitely would try to go the, the Ranger direction, battalion. Um, mm-hmm. um, maybe if I hit captain or something, try for SF or something like that if I was crazy enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting old though, so I'm not sure if I will still be that crazy. You never know, bro. And if anything,
0: uh, if and when you do go to you know that whole SFC, um, Super Scroll, Secret Scroll stuff, yeah, you can always just do part time, yeah, yeah, you always do
1: part time, but you know, that stuff's, that stuff's pretty hard on the body. Mm-hmm. I feel you, I feel you, um. So I guess
0: uh, we we'll can go ahead and wrap this up. And I just have two more questions for you. Uh, one being, what words of wisdom do you have for those uh, watching for future potential officers, huh? not just you know, in the army? And number two, what's next for you and what are you most focused
1: on at the moment? Uh, my best advice, honestly, simple. Take care of you guys. Take care <laughs> of you guys. Wait. Make sure you do your job, you do it well. They see you doing your job. And even if they don't, you're putting the work behind the scenes. Be present, Um, take care of your body, for sure. Uh, That's the biggest thing I can tell you is really take care of your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just make sure you guys get home at night. Make sure they they come back from that deployment or you do your damage to to get them there. Things I'm most focused on right now, honestly, starting this new job, um, kind of still filling out the role uh, in a management role. Congrats, by the way. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Um, You know, just focus on kind of building Mm -hmm. a family, you know, now with Kelse working and stuff like that. So we can hopefully get to that point, save up for this wedding, you know, hopefully Mm -hmm. get all the guys to the wedding, uh, the the squad to the wedding, the turnoff squad. So, can't wait, bro. Yeah, my bachelor party, man. Yeah, that hey, that bachelor party's gonna be fire. <laughs> Get a crazy weekend in Nashville or something.
0: Hell yeah, bro. But uh thank you again and uh thanks for you know being on the third episode and it was an honor having you, bro. Yeah, thanks, bro. thanks for having me. All right.